Listener-supported AMA 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. We are the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program. I'm Gary Duncan. Good afternoon. It's so good to be here uh, with you for this segment of Moments in Creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Arnold. Good afternoon, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon, Gary. I heard something about this uh, Siberian mammoth remains recovered. What's that all about? Okay, yeah, we just had our own little stretch of cold weather here lately and it makes you think of the frozen tundra up in in Siberia, right? When we had our cold stretch here. And mm-hmm. so I would just notice this an online article from New Scientist that uh, they had the first million year old DNA extracted from mammoth teeth. So the article says that the University of Copenhagen in Denmark extracted DNA from three mammoth teeth found in northeast Siberia. They were collected in the 1970s by the late Russian paleontologist Andrei Scheer. Two of the teeth uh, look like they belong to steppe mammoths and are respectively 1.1 to 1.2 million years old. The third, from a different area in uh, Siberia, seems to be a woolly mammoth and is between 500 and 800,000 years old, according to these evolution-believing scientists. The older teeth are the first specimens greater than a million years old to have their DNA read. That is far older than the previous record for ancient DNA, a 700,000-year-old horse, although it has been proved possible to obtain protein sequences from even older remains, including a 1.9-million-year-old Homo erectus tooth. Now, that's an interesting part out of this particular article, then they go on and speculate about mammoth evolution and how they believe that they first evolved in tropical areas and then moved up north into the far northern regions near the poles before they became extinct. Uh Now, let's think about this. Real real quick, Uh though. Um, So you said they got the DNA from the teeth? Did I hear that right? That is correct. That's what they're claiming. Okay. Now, this sounds like it happened years and years ago, but uh, do you know what other remains they found? I think they found most of the beasts frozen in the permafrost up in Siberia. But they're interested in this particularly because of the DNA. The idea of extracting DNA and sequencing DNA is something relatively new. So back in the 70s, when they collected the specimens, they were not doing such a thing. But in more recent years, they've been doing such things. People didn't even realize you could get DNA out of old specimens. And the thing that's surprising about this, of course, is you know they're claiming these great dates, like a million years old and this kind of stuff. When you check up on, on other articles, especially at Answers in Genesis and other areas, they point out that DNA has a 521-year-old uh, year half-life. In other words, it... it degenerates really rather quickly and should not really be found in specimens that would be millions of years old. It'd even be surprising that you're finding something thousands of years old, let alone that they're they're claiming these huge, you know, 500,000, 800,000, or a million year old things that they're giving these vast dates to. Now, for our listeners, uh, that's a separate program, but they really, those dates are not something that are known for sure. That, that's part of the belief system of people who believe in the theory of evolution. They come up with these huge dates, hundreds of thousands and millions of years old, when there's really not 
good scientific reason for doing that, and certainly not biblical reason for doing that, okay? So um, it's an interesting thing in its own right. Really, what we would believe, and the people at Answers in Genesis would take time to tell you more about, is that that really shows that these specimens are not that old. The very fact that you can still uh, analyze DNA that you can extract from their teeth or bones or other uh, parts that you've found from these animals shows that they cannot really be that old. They must be much, much younger in a thousands-of-year range, which would fit in with the biblical time frame. Uh, so, really, we don't believe these things are that old. Um, there's all kinds of other things one could say about this, including the fact that, you know, when the, when the Bible talks about God creating animals, he created various kinds. Everything reproduces after its own kind. But a kind is more than a species, and we can talk about this in a separate program, too. But just the dog kind would include wolves and coyotes and all kinds of dogs, not just, you know, poodles and Great Danes and something like this. And likewise, the elephant kind would have included, like, the woolly mammoth and uh, creatures like that. They're part of the elephant kind. So, uh, really, it, it fits in with a, if you understand this rightly, it fits in with a biblical model, and their ideas of millions and billions of years really don't fit in with the fact that you can still find DNA that one can examine uh, microscopically and so forth. Another interesting side article on this, if we can take another moment, there's an article in the October-December 2020 issue of Answers Magazine, and that's on page 66. Can we bring back species from extinction? That's just kind of a short article, but, you know, the, the movie Jurassic Park had the idea that you could take uh, DNA from some extinct species and find a way to resurrect, as it were, uh, new creatures that would have that DNA. And so you could bring back a T-Rex or a Velociraptor or something like this. And uh, they, their point is that nobody's successfully done that yet. It's doubtful that they will be able to do so. And it's probably not a good idea that they would even try because you say, okay, where's, where's this critter going to live? Right. Look what uh, happened in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, things didn't turn out so well there, yeah. did they? <laughs> it, made, it, it made for an exciting movie, but uh, yeah, you, you're right. No one should, I, I don't think they should even attempt to do that. Right. But again, what we would say for, with all of this is, uh, as Bible-believing Christians, any scientific research like this, we want to look at through a biblical lens and say, okay, these creatures really did live, and the fact that their remains are still being found points to the fact that they lived long ago within the biblical time frame of 6,000 years or less, and God created them, just like God created everything else. And it's interesting to study this, and you'll see that even, you know, creatures, whether you're talking about dinosaurs or whether you're talking about mammoths, you know, they reproduce by having DNA in their cells, and that's the instructions that God built into this complex biochemical code in every cell to instruct how this creature is going to be built. And so humans have DNA and chimpanzees have DNA, but it's not identical, is it? You know, the instructions are distinct for each kind because the creator did this. And so just like you can't type out uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica by accident, by random typing, neither could these instructions for making living creatures, be they human or be they woolly mammoths or dinosaurs, you know, that couldn't happen by accident. It would take an intelligent creator to make that. Right. Would you like to lead us in prayer as we conclude this segment? I'd be happy to do so. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for your wisdom and power displayed in all creation, 
even when we find the remains of ancient creatures that no longer walk on this earth, we realize that you show your magnificent power and glory even in them. We ask, O oh Lord, that as we study ancient remains of things that you created, help us, again, not to think that we're smarter than you are or try to disprove the Bible, but instead trust your holy word, trust you as our wonderful creator, and especially your promise of everlasting life that comes only through Jesus Christ, your Son, who died for us and rose again, that we might live with you forever. Hear us in his name. Amen. Amen. And I look forward to talking to you again next week, Pastor. Okay. We'll look forward to that, too. We are the messenger of good news worldwide, KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region, proclaiming Christ for you in word and song.